Let's talk about finally quitting that job that you hate. Because let me tell you something, the money is never worth the trauma. You are listening to an episode of That Millennial, a podcast where we discuss everything that comes with adulting. Hi, I'm Genesis Michaela, a 20-something college grad living at home to save money, pay off debt, and to build my business. I'm also a dog mom, a creative, and a student for life. Here, you can listen to, learn from, and connect with adult millennials from around the world. I get it. Adulting can be hard, but together we can literally do anything. Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl, Genesis Michaela, and you are listening to That Millennial. How have you guys been doing? I hope it's been fantastic, but um, (laughs) I am just super excited to be back talking to you guys. I know it's been a little minute, but I don't know. I've just been doing a lot and I've just been all up in my head doing the most. I am curious to know your thoughts about the cover art and the new intro and the new name. So leave me a comment in the Apple review section and let your girl know. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at that millennial podcast and you can DM me and let me know your thoughts there as well. I'm so excited because we did it, okay? Biden-Harris 2020, shout out to democracy, shout out to black people who showed up as always, shout out to all the people who made the decision to be on the right side of history, and yeah, I said what I said. Also, this whole empathy thing for Trump supporters, nah, like, nah, because you you made a clear choice to vote for someone that is anti-black, anti-LGBTQ, anti-woman, all the antis, anti-democracy, anti-everything. And so your beliefs are rooted in my oppression. And so no, we are not cool. I don't care. And you know what? I understand that maybe these people want to say they're not anti all the things I just listed, but you are when you believe in one thing which might be to get the economy running again and we care about our businesses and it's like okay cool but if you just care about that so strongly that you're turning your back on people who are legit being shot at by police and dying people who can't even pay their rent because we got this what the little stimulus check was not anything because nobody on your side wants people to have health care universally what is wrong with that how is that wrong how is that bad? So, I mean, I'm sorry, but you obviously are turning a blind eye or you're not even blind. You're just turning your whole body away from people who are the most marginalized in society. And for that, nah, we not cool. We not about to break bread together. We not doing any of that because that shows who you are in your heart. So, bye. Okay, so now that I gave my two cents, there is a Senate runoff happening in Georgia, and we need to win that race, okay? We need to take control of the Senate so that when our president, 
it feels so good to say that again. You know, it's been so long. And when our Madam Vice President electric slide into the Oval in January, we will actually be able to get shit done. So it's important that we keep that same energy that we had in November and before, because, you know, we came through with the mail-in ballots, even though I was a little skeptical. Y'all came through. Um, And um, we need to make sure that we're encouraging everyone in Georgia to vote, okay? So whether you're donating whether you're spreading the message on social media to remind your friends. I have quite a few friends in Georgia just because I went to school in Georgia. Um, And so they were super crucial in helping this election. Like, uh, like some of my friends were actually in the counties that were really pushing for uh, a a Democratic win. So I'm so proud right now. Um, So we got to just encourage everyone in Georgia to vote, okay? So make sure that we do that because it's going to be crucial for how the next four years are going to play out. So January 5th, 2021 is the election day. Um, And so you can uh, register right now, I believe, and you can... I think you could do absentee ballots and all that stuff. Everything that happened in November, I believe. But make sure you do your research. But just know that the last day to vote is January 5th, 2021. And if you're going to turn... 18 by January 5th, 2021, then you're going to be allowed to register, you know, from now until whenever the registration ends, and you're going to be able to vote in this Senate election. It's super important. I know a lot of times we really focus on the, um, the uh, president, but we really need to focus on the Senate too, because that is where, you know, everything goes down, where, um, they try, remember with Obama, they were just blocking everything. No, 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 no here, no there, no there, everywhere. Like it was just trash. And so if we can win the Senate race, guys, we can actually get our things going. Okay. So we can, um, have a better chance of really holding our elected officials accountable. So let's do it. Let's get it. Let's turn this thing blue, baby. And speaking of the election, let's get into the one thing I absolutely cannot live without this week. This week, and it's actually been a few weeks, but I could not live without social media, Instagram, TikTok, Leslie Jones with the Steve guy who was uh, giving us the updates on the electoral uh, map, the electoral college map, and with the uh, gap khaki jeans, the khaki pants. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. And just all the other hilarious videos that you guys were putting out. It was so creative. There was one with the electoral map and the states had lips and they were talking to each other. Like Nevada was talking to uh, Pennsylvania and then everybody was like, hey, yo, look down south though. And then it was Georgia (laughs) and nobody was even expecting them to even have anything to say other than red. Oh my God. It was so hilarious. And then the sister act video. Ah, I literally watched Sister Act uh, 2 the other day, like a couple days ago, and I cannot get Stacey Abrams as Whoopi Goldberg out of my head now. And then the uh, rest of the singers, the choir in the back being the mail-in ballads, and then everyone in the audience. Oh my gosh, like that 
that was hilarious. And so I'm actually going to link some of my favorite election humor videos in the show notes and you can just click the link and laugh with me. And then if you actually end up watching the video on Instagram or TikTok, just tag me in it. Tag at that millennial podcast and just so it's like a thing where we know like y'all are laughing because I told y'all to go watch it. Ah! So yeah, that is the thing that I absolutely could not live without this week. Well, a couple weeks ago, social media. You guys are hilarious. So let's go ahead and get right into our topic for today. Okay, so as you guys know, I got a new job a few months ago and I made a whole entire episode about it and in that episode, you could just hear the excitement in my voice. Like, I was just so motivated. So, take a pause on this one. Oh, you back? Okay, good. And then when you listen to this one, it's just going to make so much more sense and it's just going to be great. So anyway, I got a new job a few months ago. I wanted to pay off all of my credit card debt. I wanted to start really growing my emergency savings account and even some other savings goals that I have. And I wanted to actually start investing in the stock market because I'm 25 going on 26 and every financial book, podcast or whatever that I've listened to, they always say that if you start young, which they always kind of link to my age range, which is the 20s, 25 and up, like, or 25-ish, then you'll be in a better financial place to have a great retirement or whatever. So I, you know, really wanted to start investing even though I was scared and nervous, but I needed money to do so. And so, yeah, that's why I ended up taking on the job. Over the course of kind of working at the place, it was probably in the first week or so, I knew that I was just kind of over the industry, the culinary industry, you know, um, 18 year old me wanted to be a line cook and then I wanted to be a sous chef and then I wanted to be a head chef and I felt like that was just what I wanted to do as well as I always wanted to, to do acting. Culinary was actually my backup plan and I love to cook. I love to learn. And, you know, 25-year-old me just wants to, I still want to own my own restaurant one day. And I want to have cookbooks and cookware, a cookware line. And I want to, you know, hire a chef who's a head chef to, and sous chefs and line cooks in my restaurant to do the things. And I can just be the creative brains behind it. You know, like, I don't want to do the day-to-day stuff. Uh, it just hurts my soul to put myself in those positions. And I've been in a lot of those positions. And so these were kind of the revelations that I've had, I had while I was working at the new job, you know? And so, like I said, within a couple of weeks of working, the environment was toxic as fuck. Okay. So it increasingly got worse every day, every week, just going to work felt like, a betrayal to my soul. Oh my gosh. So anyway, there was this guy who had been working there for years. Like I literally think he's almost been there for like a decade. And he said to me, you know, if you work here long enough, you will become bitter too. 
And I was just like, uh, no, sir, you obviously don't know me because I will leave before I ever allow that to happen. And he was like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. And I was like, uh, okay, okay, yeah, like, bye. So I was just always like, why would you even say that? Like, why would you put that on me? And so I thought I was in control and I thought I could really navigate the toxicity while also staying bubbly and bright. You guys know how I am. I'm like fun. I'm goofy. Like I like to laugh, but I also like to get my stuff done, but I like to have a good time while doing it. Um, and I thought I could do that, but y'all the forces were too strong. Okay. I literally felt myself slipping away over time. I came to the conclusion that I have two clear options. Option number one was to leave to protect my mental and emotional health. And option number two was to stay at the job that I freaking hate and become this bitter post-grad person working in an entry-level job that is killing my spirit and my soul. That was so dramatic, wasn't it? I know. But that's really how it felt, you know? And so what did I do? I chose option number one, okay? I created an exit strategy and I ended up leaving, you know? And I actually ended up leaving nearly two months ahead of the scheduled time that I, you know, planned on leaving. And one time I remember I walked into the employee bathroom because we're not allowed to use the guest bathroom which I don't really don't understand that and if okay if I have an employee bathroom then why can't our bathroom look nice why does our bathroom have to be so trashy and I just remember looking at it and it was so disgusting pretty much all the time you know there were flies always in the bathroom there was um toilet paper that was off the holder thing because people are irritating their the uh, napkins wouldn't be filled up it was just dirty like and I just remember like looking in the mirror and not to mention that the fact that they had those fluorescent lights that just look like death anyway you know the I think they're fluorescent well the ones that like when you walk into Walmart those ones and you're just like why and so I remember looking in the mirror and I looked at myself and I was like what are you doing here I literally asked myself that and this is after days and days of coming to that same bathroom crying or you know just looking at myself or just being upset like why am I doing this and and I knew why, but I didn't know if at that point it was worth it anymore. I've quit toxic jobs in the past, but this one was harder than most because I feel like I've actually made genuine connections, like work friends. And even though some of those people were super sweet to me, it just their sweetness their goodness I feel like it still didn't outweigh the darkness of what we were in together and so because of them I was second guessing my decision 
and you know real g's move in silence so i couldn't even tell my sweet work friends like yo this is it like i was just like i don't even want to do that because who knows they might trust someone else and then they might tell them and then it gets back and then my whole plan of just like poofing is gonna be like so dramatic and so i couldn't tell anyone even though i was going back and forth kind of second guessing my decision that I already made to leave the confirmation was clear when I quit because 10 minutes after I notified a manager of my resignation with you know a written letter and everything and emails and whatever they they removed me from the schedule quick as fuck okay like so petty like no one reached out or responded to my letter days following and I could tell they were like immature and bitter but it wasn't my fault that y'all tried to blame me but you didn't realize that I knew I was a queen the whole time you know I was just waiting on when to leave and so I actually ended up having to laugh at that because it was just such a great confirmation to my decision for these people didn't give a about me okay and so the second confirmation was while I was working there I had so many physical aches and pains I couldn't sleep well at all I felt creatively blocked and the day after I quit you guys all of those symptoms subsided it just felt so good and I didn't even realize how much I enjoy making money on my own time until I worked at this last trashy job And so if you listen to the episode I did on availability boundaries, then you'll understand that when I say that they crossed those and they kept trying to cross them and then they would try to, you know, get mad at me or whatever for having boundaries, y'all, it was a whole thing. So go listen to the availability boundaries episode I did and you'll understand that. In terms of making money on my own time, freelance and independent contractor work like DoorDash and Uber Eats and all those things, I find those to be way better for me, someone with an entrepreneurial mind, than me just working somewhere and someone telling me what to do all the time. Someone telling me I can't eat. Someone telling me you can't drink this. Someone telling me I have to be here at this time all the time. Someone telling me someone needs you to take their shift. No, they don't. Like, I just like that freelance life. I like going out there and hunting and getting my food and then that being that as opposed to me doing a job that could have been done but I have to stay here because I'm on the clock but I I was done like four hours ago why am I still here there were a few things that helped me to feel more secure in quitting the trashy job that I hated and one of those things was my budget you know I actually ended up creating an actual factual budget in September for the first time and just playing with the numbers has really helped me to feel way more secure in my finances and what I need to do in order to not you know overspend what I need to do in order to reach certain goals it's just helped me so much support from my family and friends has been so crucial in helping me to quit my parents of course they always have my back Connie oh my gosh like I'm probably gonna have her on the podcast she's my friend and like she really helped me she was like get out of there and I was like (laughs) 
Okay. Um, my bro, Mike, I'm going to have him on the podcast too. I can't wait for you guys to meet the people that I actually like. Like, it's just going to be so great. But they help me so much, just their support and then bouncing my ideas off of them and just trying to see if everything made sense or if I was doing too much or maybe I should stay longer. They really helped me to be like, nah, you got to go. Podcasts and articles of people who quit their jobs and how they even had way more to lose than me, it seemed, you know, that helped me. And then my past, you know, I've done this before and I'm still here doing a podcast episode for you guys. So I obviously didn't die because I quit the last trashy job and I'm not going to die if I quit this one. And that's just facts. Like this isn't bigger than anything I haven't handled in the past. Look, I'm here to tell you that you can do this too if you've been working at a job that you freaking hate. Even if you started last week, last month, a couple of months ago, a year ago, 10 years ago, I don't care. Sit down and ask yourself why. It's probably for money, obviously. I doubt that you're just working somewhere not for money. It might just be for extra money. That's another thing, you know, that you can really play around with. Maybe it's for social reasons. I know some people who just want to go to work just because they feel lonely in their everyday lives, but still their job is trash, but they have friends there. And so that's also something to look at. But I'm going to focus on the money aspect because I feel like that's one of the biggest reasons why people stay at their trash jobs, okay? So create a budget or evaluate the budget that you already have. Look at the numbers, okay? You might have to cut out certain things until a later date. You might have to really find the bare minimum that you need to survive and that could help you to quit your job because you realize, oh, well, like, I don't really need... Netflix, Disney Plus, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, I really don't need to spend $400 on groceries each month. I could probably, I, I got ramen in the in the pantry. I could probably cut that down to about 200 I could cut it down to 150 if I'm really playing my cards right. You know, just seeing what you can cut out in, for the meantime in between time, not permanently, just so that you can actually find peace and find a path and a safe safer place for you to work or to just create your own thing you know so number two I would say is to make a plan maybe you can dwindle down your hours at the job you hate to working part-time while you're working on a side hustle or you're finding a job that isn't trash so going on interviews and stuff are you know Barbara from Shark Tank, she has a podcast and she said that when you are young, you should have job after job after job after job because those are the lessons. That's where you find out what you like and what you hate. And y'all, she's like a multimillionaire, okay? She might even be a billionaire. I don't know, but I know it's in the air, okay? So I, I resonate with that, you know, and she's an entrepreneur. Like, that's how it be. Like, that's how it be okay like that's just how it is so I really do believe that that advice is relevant to us especially as millennials you know we're learning we're figuring out what we like and what we hate and so it's fine and you know what 
you could maybe cut out the job you hate altogether and make the side hustle your main hustle. Maybe you already have something going and you just don't even have enough time to dedicate it to it because you're at the job that you hate when you could be making more money than at the job that you hate on your side hustle that can now become your main hustle. There's a podcast I really like, Side Hustle Pro Podcast, and it's all about that. It's about making your side hustle your main hustle. And so check that one out. I will link it in the show notes. I would also say to be flexible. So I quit well before I planned to because when I looked at the numbers again, they gave me the okay. They were like, sis, like, you good. Like, you really don't even have to be here for the extra two months that you were planning on staying. Like, you good. And I was like, oh, well, okay. (laughs) Why, Why, thank you. Okay. Number three, the worst is already happening. Continuing to work for a company that threatens your mental emotional and in my case also physical health is not worth it it's not sustainable guys like and this goes back to the idea of flexibility so maybe you do need to go on public aid there's no shame in that maybe you need to move back in with the rents okay that's fine get a roommate or two or just rent a spare room instead of having your whole apartment to yourself or maybe rent your apartment out you know um just pause or cut back on saving and investing aggressively. So maybe you were adding $100 to your Roth each month and now you're cutting it down to 50 or maybe you're cutting it down to 25. I don't even care if you're cutting it down to $5. You're still doing something. It might not be on the big grand scale that you want it to be on but that's fine like you're gonna get back to putting a hundred dollars a month in and then because you're happier and you're more free and your freaking body isn't aching you're not freaking tired all the time working for someone who's trash you're gonna have more energy and you might be able to put five hundred dollars each month into your Roth like it's fine it's going to be okay you're a millennial. You've been through a lot. We've been through a lot, okay? And we're only in our 20s and 30s, okay? So it's fine. And again, your mind, your soul, your body, your time on this big, beautiful earth is way more valuable than money from any trashy job. Look at the possibilities they're endless they're limitless they're infinite and look if worse comes to worse you can always find another horrible work environment where you can choose to trade your time for money so it's fine you really don't have much to lose you can always go back and get something else that's trashy so what are you waiting for just quit just be done just do it We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of That Millennial. If you found the information useful, you can let us know by subscribing to the podcast and by leaving us a five-star rating and review. Click on the link in the show notes to check out everything mentioned in today's show. You can also find us on Instagram at That Millennial Podcast. Have a great rest of your week. Love you. Bye.